What is up, Cubs fans, and welcome to Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your favorite team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Lockdown Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Also, don't forget, Cubs fans, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. Give myself a follow as well. I'm Joe Kilgallen, and I'm simply at Joe Kilgallen. Real easy for you. That's Kilgallen, K-I-L, Gallen. Before we recap tonight's, or I should say last night's, you're listening to this on a Thursday morning, I imagine. I'll be talking about Wednesday night's Cubs game for Wednesday, May 19th. The Cubs fall to the Nationals by a score of 4-3. to Got some fun topics to talk to you guys about. I almost felt like I got a little Boston accent in me there. I was adjusting my seat and I got a little topics, little, little, some topics for everybody listening. That was like weird Boston slash old Irish grandmother. Would you like a little bit of Barry's tea now, would you? Oh, don't be talking back to me now. I'm in a mood. I'm in a silly, silly mood, everybody, but we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, I'm going to recap the game, of course, talk a little bit about Nico Horner, how confident I've been with the Cubs bullpen, and then we're going to round it out, the final segment, everybody. Actually, for all the final segments, I've decided I'm going to do this. I kind of did it by accident the first few podcasts in which I talk about like an evergreen topic, meaning something that you could revisit down the road. And on today's podcast, I'm going to dive into the unwritten rules of Major League Baseball. That's something that gets talked about a lot these days. Now, every time I say the word talk, I'm in my head about it. The unwritten rules of Major League Baseball. You know, we've all, unless you've been under a rock the last 48 hours, Tony La Russa grabbing a lot of headlines. White Sox manager Tony La Russa apparently um, likes it when other teams throw at his players, doesn't like his players hitting home runs. He's, he's upset. And there are some people on his side, but it feels like the tides are changing. We'll get all to the, we'll get all into that. And I'll give you my thoughts. And then uh, maybe you guys could hit me up with your thoughts. You could tweet at me at Joe Kilgallen or at Lockdown Cubs, like I said before. Also, the Gmail. I've forgotten to mention the Gmail in the last few episodes of the podcast. That's simply LockdownCubs at gmail.com. How do you like that? Also, let me remind everyone who I am. Maybe some of you are listening for the first time in a long time. Maybe you spent last week up in the Wisconsin Dells getting crazy with water parks and, and go-karts and cheese. And you're back to your regular life. And by the way, after a week in Wisconsin Dells, going back to regular life, major letdown, right? You're not walking, you're not seeing anyone wearing big Johnson t-shirts. You're just like, this is, I'm back to the daily grind. I miss the Dells. That's what you're thinking. And you're listening to the Cubs pod, Lockdown Cubs podcast again. You're like, I got to get back to listening to my, one of my favorite podcasts. And you're like, who's this new fella? Well, a little bit about me. My name is Joe Kilgallen. I'm a diehard Chicago Cubs fan. Here's something I haven't mentioned yet on the podcast. I was in a Cubs commercial. In 2018, I was in a Cubs commercial with actor Ike Barinholtz. It was when the Cubs had the hashtag everybody in. I'm the only other person in the commercial that has a speaking line. He gets into the bathroom and was like, am I right, brother, about everyone being in? You know, because he's like, this guy's in, that guy's in. That's what he's doing the whole thing. And I'm like, dude, we're in a bathroom. Come on, man. We're at the great, the good troughs at Wrigley Field. Which, for those of you who are listening across the country who are just big Cubs fans who maybe have never made it out to Wrigley Field, in the men's bathrooms, you basically urinate in a giant sink. It's, they're not, some, some of the bathrooms have individual urinals, I've been told now, in some of the remodeled areas of the ballpark. A beautiful old Wrigley, but I, I'm a trough man. And I'm not, there's no shame in that. I'm proud to admit I am a trough man because it's quicker. You know? I don't like missing any of the action. I try to pee in between inning breaks, but then everyone pees between inning, inning breaks. 
So if there's someone on the mound, like, look, as much as I love you, Darvish, I love you. That guy would take a good minute and a half in between pitches sometimes. So I would time it out where I just know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. I know where the bathroom is. I go about 20 yards there. I duck in there and I can hook around there. You know, I'm in the upper deck, I think, at this point. I go flying in. I'm already have, I'm already unzipped before I even enter the bathroom because you got to plan ahead like that. I, I hit that trough. I, I go. I know just enough to sprinkle. So I'm not getting, I'm not getting pee on people's shoes as I'm, as I'm literally whizzing by them. You like that one? Wash the hands real quick. And then I dart right back to the point where some people were like, did you even go to the bathroom? That was insanely quick, sir. And I'm like, no, I went to the bathroom. And why are you watch the game, buddy? Why, why are you keeping tabs on me going to the bathroom? You weirdo. Don't like that at all. So yeah, that's a little cool Cubs fun fact for you. As I said, I'm a lifelong Cubs fan. I was born and raised in the city of Chicago. Went to a Chicago public grade school, a Catholic high school. If you guys guess the high schools, I'll follow you back on Twitter. Why don't you tweet at me after you listen to this episode with your guesses of which I'll tell you, I'll give you a clue. North side, which one? Well, I'll get help you out. That's northwest side. I'll say you got to get the grade school and the high school. Get them both. I'll follow you back. Probably gonna follow you back anyway. I'm a good guy like that. Some people are weird about how many followers they have versus like their ratio. If I have two thousand people following me, I can't follow a thousand people. That you know, people are weird about it. All right, Joe. Enough rambling. Let's get into the game. The Cubs fall four to three. At first, I was like, well, we took two out of three, but I forgot we're playing a day game against the Nationals tomorrow. I want to take three out of four. So hopefully the Cubs are all getting a nice, good night of sleep tonight so they're ready to go tomorrow, which explains the lineup a little bit. The lineup was a bit different. Anthony Rizzo sat out. He left the game early on Tuesday night with some lower back tightness, they said, which I like the word tightness as opposed to pain. You hear lower back pain, you're thinking, oh, no, it's a slip disc. Something bad's happening. Just a little tightness. That happens from time to time. He's a big man, 6'3", 240. And they said it's precautionary. And I know there's a lot of Cubs fans. I got to reiterate this. I mentioned it yesterday. People bring up the back as a, as a cause of concern for Anthony Rizzo. The guy has played at least 140 games every year since 2013. And 2013 was the year he became a full-time starter in Major League Baseball. Obviously, he didn't play 140 games during the pandemic season last year. But you, you know what I mean. Every year there's been 162. He's played at least 140. And mostly in the 150s, even one year we played 160. So it hasn't really been something that's sidelined him for too long is my point. David Ross said he was available to pinch hit if needed. Baez was also on the bench as well as Matt Duffy. I get it. Guys have scheduled days off and stuff. They figured day game the next day. Javi was a little banged up previously. He kind of late in the game on Tuesday night, tried to make a catch. And I think he kind of dinged up his shins along the wall there, right where the old bullpens used to be. So I didn't hate that move. And not having Matt Duffy and also he'd been playing a lot lately. I get it. You'd love to have had Rizzo and Duffy in the lineup together. Rizzo not healthy, I understand, but just their plate approach against a Max Scherzer, I would have loved to have seen. But the lineup was all right as a whole. I'll break down the box score for you real quick right now. Jock Peterson was leading off two for four, had a real nice game, two for four with a walk, so he's on base three out of five times. I don't mind him in the leadoff spot. I really don't, especially with KB behind him. Jock Peterson's a great fastball hitter. He's been seeing a lot more of them lately. He's really turned it on since coming back off of his injury there. The power is going to come, too. He hasn't really lit it up. You know, he's due for one of those weekends, and I'm hoping it's this weekend against the Cardinals. You know, one of those weekends where a slugger like him just hits three or four home runs in a weekend. That's what I really would love to see coming up against the Cardinals. I'll, ex- I'll actually be on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast on Friday 
I'll be on Friday. Yes, I think you'll you'll be hearing me on Friday with Lockdown Cardinals. So definitely check that out. Maybe I'll do a little friendly trash talk. I don't know. Cardinals in their history definitely have the edge on the Cubs by just a bit. But we've won a World Series the most recently. And in our only matchup in the playoffs, we all know what happened. 2015 NLDS. Cubs won in four. Love it. Chris Bryant was one for four. He also drew a walk. Ian Happ drove in a run. He was one for four. Not a lot of thunder uh, there, though, as far as, you know, a couple one for fours. Contreras was 0 for 3 with a walk. He'd been hitting a little bit better lately, but Max Scherzer definitely had his number, as well as the Nationals bullpen. Bodie one for 3. Hayward was pulled. He had some hamstring tightness. But some, some, like, are, are hamstring injuries contagious? They've been going around. Nico Horner one for 4 as well. Nico is a guy that I would have thought should have been at shortstop today. Because I like his glove there. But then again, he is elite at second base. So I'm, I don't mind the idea of being like, no, just keep you there. You're a second baseman the rest of the season. And I think some really encouraging comments from David Ross after the Cubs' victory over the Nationals on Tuesday night, in which he stated that he is absolutely just loving what Nico's been bringing to the ballpark. Nico had a diving stop that was just one of the best defensive plays I've seen this season. And he's, gold glove, he's a gold glove caliber second baseman. So I get the idea of like, we'll just keep you there. You're 23. You're young. I want you to be as comfortable there. Eric gives us a solid shortstop defensively. So it's fine there. You know, Jake Arrieta only went five innings, gave up four earned. Wasn't his strongest outing. He looked very good coming back off the aisle against the Tigers where he gave up two earned runs in six innings. This is what you're going to get out of Jake. Jake's at the stage of his career where he's a three, four starter though. He's going to be above average, I feel like, at the end of the season with overall stats. Not wildly above average, but above average. He's going to give you a chance to win every time out, even when he's not as sharp. And today's a good example. Five innings, four earned, not ideal. You'd like to have seen him get six innings and one or two less earned runs, but he's going to keep you there. He's he's going to keep you in it. And I wasn't freaking out the way I would have earlier in the season because I have so much confidence in the Cubs' bullpen. I really do. And you know what you guys should have confidence in? Here comes an ad read. You know what you all should have confidence in? Wealthfront, everybody. Everyone's talking about memes and rocket ships and going to the moon and doge and all sorts of other fun stuff that Elon Musk is talking about. Day trading is all the rage right now, everybody. But decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks often underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor. So why do it alone? Team up with Wealthfront instead. Look, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. Wealthfront, everybody. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create globally diversified, low-cost in, low income funds personalized just for you in mere minutes. Wealthfront can even help you with your taxes. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you could get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront Lockdown MLB. Again, you want to go to Wealthfront.com slash Lockdown MLB. RockAuto.com, everyone. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, to tall lamps, motor oil, and every new thing you could even think of. Even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your whole vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their, how did you hear about us, box so they know we sent you. Now, I left off by talking about the bullpen and just having trust in them. Tommy Nance, he his first outing we were raving about a couple days ago. Again, love what this guy brings. He's a 30-year-old rookie, so it's an amazing story. It's a Disney movie, everybody. And he's just showing up there looking like a guy who's been in the league the last seven years. He's got one of those, you know, certain people, the way they carry themselves. I don't want to say swagger. Swagger is not the right word for Tommy Nance. And I like you, Tommy. But he definitely has that thing where it's he wakes up with a five o'clock shadow. You know, he shaves and it comes back a little bit. He's got like this grizzled veteran like look about him where he just seems confident on the mound. And why wouldn't you be with 97 miles an hour? And I like that he goes right at the hitters. And again, I know it's been two outings, but can I get excited? I think I could get excited. It's a great story. And from what I've seen, and it's again, two innings, but he's going right. He's not messing around. I just, I I can never understand the pitchers. I know it's a control, but sometimes it comes off as a lack of confidence. These pitchers were just nibbling, nibbling at corners. Like, have some confidence, man. You're throwing in the high 90s. What are you doing? Stop trying to kiss the outside edge. Go right at him. Show him what you got. Sounds like a song lyric. Was that just a song lyric I just did there? It might have been. Rex Brothers look pretty solid. The Cubs, in the battle of the bullpen, the Cubs really won that one. I mean, they didn't give up any runs. Gave you four innings of, of keeping you in the game. And that's where the ninth inning got exciting. I could break down the ninth inning for it. Well, before that, though, Javier Baez, like I said, didn't start, but he came in and had a nice, nice tag. Contreras throws a bullet to him. Soto's trying to steal second. He does one of those famous Javi snap-down tags and got him in the face. Tag the man in the face with a pink glove. The disrespect. That's one of the unwritten rules. We'll talk about that in the final segment. Unwritten rule. You never tag a fellow baseball player in the face with a pink glove. Nothing wrong with the color pink, by the way. Men should wear it, too. It's, it's a nice color. Well, I don't know what you look like. Maybe you can't pull off pink. Who am I to say? Who am I to say? So now they're going to the ninth inning, though, to give you an idea, because the Cubs have been doing this a lot lately. I think it's fun. It's disappointing when you don't complete the rally, but I see a lot of people say, like, these fake rallies, and it's just like, now, you know, give me, giving me hope at the end of a ball game, I'll still take that, even when it's a letdown. That's the way I view it. You know, you'd rather obviously see a walk off and see everyone celebrating, but I don't get mad. I don't say, oh, that was a waste. That was a waste that they gave me 10 more minutes of exciting baseball. Why would I say that? So Nico Horner, though, again, I was singing his praises. He strikes out looking. Didn't look like a strike to me. I know on the replay, it kind of showed that one stitch of the baseball might have touched the bottom of the zone, but no, no, I don't want to see that. And that leads me to a point I want to make here. And, you know, I said before I was going to talk about the unwritten rules of baseball at the end, and that's kind of going to be like an evergreen topic. I guess this is kind of going to be an evergreen topic as well. And did I mention what evergreen means? It means it's just something that we could talk about pretty much every day. It's not exactly time sensitive. Is that hitting in Major League Baseball is it's bad. There was another no hitter. Corey Kluber threw one now. If you don't know this, Corey Kluber is 47 years old and he's 
social security. I think he's on it now. I'm kidding. Of course he's uh, late thirties though. I didn't imagine. And he threw a no hitter against the Texas Rangers who the Texas Rangers are, are a bad baseball club. They are, they are not very good. So it's the second time they've been no hit. I have a feeling it's going to happen again. You, I'm, I'm going to do a bet online read coming up pretty soon. And I wonder if we could do a prop how over under on no hitters against the Texas Rangers this season. Cause we are not even two full months in the season and it's been two. I would put good money. They get no hit one more time. That'd be a really fun prop bet. I wonder what kind of odds I could get on that. But if you're going to be calling these low strikes, these high strikes, these outside strikes and pitchers are, you know, obviously there's always been guys who throw in the high nineties and the hundreds, but there's more than ever who do it now. So that's what makes it so incredibly difficult. And the spin rate and the technology, these guys are training in different ways. They know how to, you know, attack different zones and they have all the data in the world on you and all this. It's just, there was an interesting article on ESPN that talked about it. And a lot of people think, is it the fastballs? There are more people throwing in the high nineties and hitting a hundred. Is that what's really hurting offenses? It's like, no, it's really the breaking stuff. And there was one quote in there. I really wish I knew who it was from in this article that stated that the hitters have too much information as well. And that could be a bad thing. I mentioned in the podcast a couple of days ago, I quoted the great movie Bull Durham in which I said, sometimes these players just think too much. And in Bull Durham, he says, don't think too much. You'll only hurt the ball club. And I, I believe that baseball is a very mental sport. 162 game grind. It's a marathon. And in this article, it states that some hitters are going up there going, all right, on a 1-0 count, he throws his slider 44% of the time. So I'm going to be ready for the slider. And it's like, that's just, I don't think that's the best approach. I really don't. So there's definitely something needs to be made to, a decision needs to be made, I should state, to get the hitter an advantage. Pitching has always had the advantage. Even when hitting is great, pitchers still by nature, have the advantage. Because as a hitter, it's it's offense, but you're really playing defense in the sense that you don't know what the pitcher is going to throw. You don't know if it's a fastball, curveball, slider. That was another thing that the article talked about in the rise in strikeouts is it used to be 2-0, you're going to get a juicy fastball. 3-1, you were going to get a fastball. Rarely, rarely do you see that anymore. So again, all the advantages to the pitcher we got to find a way to even the playing field a little bit. I'm thinking shrink the strike zone, which, you know, what would help that? Getting robot umps in because I'm kind of sick and tired of these umps. It was kind of fun to see Davey Martinez lose it for the Nationals, kicking the base, pulling a Lou Pinella, throwing the base. I love a good, um, um, I love a good manager outburst. I often think if I was a manager and I was getting ejected, would I go overboard too? Yeah. Why not? Get your money's worth. I did that once. One time I was at a, at a, at a bar and uh, I was I was asked to leave. I was kicked out. I was asked to leave and uh, it's because I was being too nice and I was, I was being a really good person. And on my way out, I thought, you know what? I'm going to knock over some things because you can't ask me to leave twice. You can only do it once. I'm on my way out the door. So I'm on Dave Martinez's side. Get your money's worth. <laughs> have a little fun. It's entertainment at the end of the day. No one got hurt, right? He took a he took a base out of a hole in the ground. Not a big deal. Out of the players, though, you like a little more sportsmanship, I suppose. So if they do robot umps and trick the zone, I think that's a better product overall. 
we'll still have umpires. Look, I'm very I'm, I'm pro human beings having nice high paying jobs like umpires have, but not when it messes up my enjoyment of the game. So that part of it, I'm not I'm not really a big fan of at all. Bet online, everybody. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. Also, what's cool is they give you all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, as well as UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline.com on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't send the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Have a little fun with it. Maybe they'll have a thing in which you could bet on whether or not the Texas Rangers are going to get no hit again. So head on over to the website, again, on your mobile device or on your laptop for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How do you like that? That's right, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. I mentioned the ideas of how to increase more offense. Streak in the zone could be one of them. And before we get into unwritten rules, because I feel like these tie in together, the idea of changing the game. I know a lot of fans out there who don't even like the idea of the DH coming to the NL, which you should prepare yourself for. That's coming your way. They don't like any changes at all. And, and look, I love the game of baseball. Absolutely love it. I will always watch it. I don't care what it is, but I definitely think some changes should be made and we shouldn't be afraid of them because every other sport makes changes constantly. The NFL does rule changes every year. Hockey, the NBA got rid of the hand check famously just things to do to create more offense because at the end of the day, yeah, pitchers duels are fun here or there, but I, I want to see some bomb shots. How about you guys? I, I want to see, I want to see guys going first to third. I want to see triples. I want to see some hard hit baseballs as well. I want both. And when it favors one side too much, you got to balance it out. And this is a reminder that we've done it before in baseball in 1968. Famously, Bob Gibson had a 1.12 ERA. 1.12 just dominated baseball that year. Carl Yastrzemski won the AL batting title with a 301 batting average. 301. That's your best hitter. So what they do, they got together and said, let's lower the mound. That'll give the hitters an advantage. We need to get some offense going. And I'm sure at the end, then at the same time, the American League added the DH, the designated hitter, to get another batter in there. The National League in the 60s was the better league. They had had much better pitching and hitting and all that kind of stuff. So I get why the AL adopted first and the NL didn't. It's still a weird thing because I know they're separate leagues, but they play for one championship. It would be like if the Eastern Conference had the three-point line, but the Western Conference didn't. You know, it's kind of a strange thing. It's quirky, and I know a lot of people like the quirks of baseball. The best of being all the ballparks are different dimensions. That part of baseball I love. It's strange, though. You have to admit that. But it is still a cool thing. It makes you want to travel to different ballparks as a baseball fan. You know, I love hockey and I love basketball. But, like, is there any part of me that's like, oh, man, I really got to go to the Console Energy Center to see the Pittsburgh Penguins play on their home ice. I've actually been there. It's, it's, it's nice. But they all look the same. You've been to one arena. You've been to them all, essentially. Baseball's not like that. And that's why baseball's special. Now, though, baseball could be too old school for its own good in a lot of ways. And it, for some reason, all the people who preach old school have bad memories on a lot of things. 
you know, my dad, I love him to death, but he'll always talk about how pitchers nowadays just don't go deep into games. And a lot of that I agree with. I do. And I think that's why I don't like the comparison of eras. When you compare this era for pitchers, yeah, it's, it seems more dominant overall. But when you're like Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in the National League. Is he going to hit 200 innings this year? Probably not. I think he knows that. If you think, oh, I'm only going 180 innings, you're going to air it out a little bit more. You're going to throw, you know what I mean? There's no conserving. I think a lot of pitchers would, there's a reason pitchers and catchers report early. It's The sport is hardest on them. Harder on a catcher's knees. Also, they got to report when the pitchers do. Who's going to catch the ball? And pitchers have the wear and tear of a violent throwing motion. When you think about it, throwing a baseball is a, is a violent throwing motion. It really is. It's unnatural. They actually say throwing underhand is what's best for your arm as far as like what it does to your tendons and your rotator cuff and all that. But I'm emphasizing this pitching aspect of it because I think pitchers back then had to kind of conserve energy because they were, they were trying to throw 300 innings. 300 innings. I found an old baseball card. Juan Marichal, Hall of Famer Juan Marichal, everyone, in 1964. Five, that was the one year on the back of the card. He pitched 38 games because they had like a four-man rotation there. So he got a few more starts. Of the 38 games, he had 30 complete games. 30. Now, if you have three complete games, you're the league leader and by two probably over the next guy. People rarely complete games anymore. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. They've learned, hey, we've got more bullpen pitchers who throw high 90s. Our research shows that by the third time through the order, even the best pitchers, there's a jump up in batting average. And why not? Why not go to this the fresh arm? I get it in a lot of ways. Sometimes I think the managers need to, the smart managers go by feel as well. I believe you take all the information you can with the numbers. The numbers are great. They're there for a reason. But there's a human element involved. Sometimes I'll see them yank a pitcher out where I'm like, that guy was cruising. He wasn't working that hard. Didn't even break a sweat. You took him out. And guess who the happiest people in the ballpark are? The other team, they're jumping up and down going, great, the guy we couldn't get a loud foul ball off of is now out of the game. So they're pumped up. So I never, you never want to do something that makes the other team happy. So that's why you need that that human element. You need to understand, like, you know what? I know the data says that third time through the order, he might give up a base hit here or there, but he's grooving today. Today's going to be different. And then trust that. I just think that's a smart move right there. So again, things change. In 1900, 95% of baseball games were pitched by one pitcher. I might be off by a percentage or two. I'm going off memory of this book I read. I read a book called Ahead of the Curve by Brian Kenny, who's on MLB Network. It's amazing. Then by 1960, it was like 55%. So that's a huge drop-off. So all of our fathers who were like, pitchers used to throw all nine. Their fathers or, or grandfathers were saying, you kids today are so soft. Cy Young pitched 500 games in one weekend. And here you are. Who's your who's your fancy guy there? Sandra Koufax or whatever. You know, they, they'd be that's how they talk. They're talking, they talk down to people. Gotta love them though. They're fun, right? And and so we gotta remind ourselves that things change. So with the unwritten rules and everyone just being not everyone, again, everyone's on the right side of things now, I feel like. But I kind of like it all in a weird way. I love bat flips. I like a pitcher pumping himself up after a strikeout. And I also don't this is where people might go back at me a little bit. I don't mind a pitcher throwing at a guy on purpose as long as it's not at the head. Now, I don't like what the Minnesota Twins did at all. That's different. Now, if the pitcher would have said he winked at me, therefore I threw at his waist, 
kind of like in the movie Field of Dreams, I'd have been like, that's kind of funny. Like I, br- I brushed him back a little bit because like, why are you winking at me? I don't know that that part of it's kind of funny. But I, so I'm, I'm like new school, but I'm also all for entertainment. That's a little entertaining to me in, this, in the same regard. But what, what Tony La Russa did, first of all, throwing his player under the bus, then doubling down, even tripling down and throwing his other players under the bus is just awful. And yeah, I do feel for my White Sox fan friends, all six of you, because you've got this very exciting young team who's playing great baseball right now. And it feels like there's this other distraction going on that doesn't see, seem like it's going to get better. So yeah, when I think about the unwritten rules, I mean, there's some of them that are just like bunting. To, you don't bunt to break up a no-hitter. In a way, if say it's like Jake Arrieta in 2016 threw a no-hitter. The Cubs were up 16 to nothing. If every batter came up in the ninth inning trying to bunt their way on, I would have been furious because that's just, that's no class. That's how I feel. But if it's a 2 nothing game and the guy's throwing a no-hitter and you bunt to get on base, that's competing. That's different. That's competing. I'm all for competing. Now, what happened with the White Sox game is uh, Yerman, what's his last name? I think I said it, Yerman, or something or other. Oh, this is embarrassing, everybody. I'm supposed to be a pro. I'm sorry, I'm recording this very late at night. I had a, I had a crazy day today with family and everything like that, so I apologize to you, the listener, for not being better with how to pronounce his first name. He hits a three-run, not a three-run homer. It was a 3-0 count, and he hits a bomb just over the center field wall off the backup catcher for the Minnesota Twins who threw a whopping 49-mile-an-hour pitch. I don't know. I was for it. Jason Kipnis made a great point on Twitter, former Cub, former Cleveland Indian, famous Northbrook native, about how who does it help him taking the pitch? You know? Okay, he takes a 3-0 strike. I don't even know if it was a strike. Borderline, 3-1. Like, just sometimes swing to get it going. And then he hits a home run. He hits a home run. I I was for it. I think it's it's more entertaining to see the home run at that point off of a catcher who's trying to be a pitcher. And if the other team doesn't like it, why not pitch your pitchers then? You're already, you wave the white flag. Maybe they should do that. Maybe they should just eventually have a slaughter rule. If these managers are at the point where they're like, we don't even want to finish the nine innings, then don't finish the nine innings. Everyone gets a free beer at the game. Everyone in the stands are are a free pop. But I don't know. I just think that's even more gutless to be like, well, this is out of it. We're, and, and look, the Cubs have done that. Anthony Rizzo's pitch, and I've found that entertaining. When Anthony Rizzo struck out Freddie Freeman, I found that to be very entertaining, and I think that's a good thing. We need to encourage anything that's entertaining. They had this great ad a couple of years ago with Ken Griffey Jr. saying, let the kids play, because he was the ultimate, the kid. The backwards hats, bat flips, fun slides, you know, showing they are having fun. I want to see more of that. There's no reason why baseball should be this stiff game. It didn't used to be. Pitchers would trash talk hitters from the mound. Guys like Charlie Root in the 1920s would literally like insult the batters who were in the box. The difference is there wasn't, you know, Twitter, I guess, and all that other stuff going on. So it was just kind of under the wire. So for these guys like Tony LaRusso and these other guys are like, oh, you're showing up the other team and you're doing this and that. It's like, get over yourself. Things change. Either change with it or get out of the way. You were happily retired once before. You could do that again, Tony. And for everyone else who feels the same way, that's fine. Do that. But I, I just don't understand how in the NFL, it's okay to celebrate every little touchdown, but baseball players can't celebrate home runs. And then NHL, every time they score a goal, they all celebrate. 
You know, they they even a goal in the first period of the third game of the season gets a huge everyone going insane. You know, it's it's just it's it's got to go. It's got to go. It's hurting the sport. I want to see more fun, and and I and we have been seeing more fun. There's been more of a focus on letting these players who have great individual personality shine the way other sports do. And hopefully baseball keeps going down that path. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Cubs podcast. Again, I'm a stamp comedian. Check out my YouTube channel if you'd like. It's youtube.com slash Joe Kilgallen. I'll be back at it. Uh, again, we're going five days a week with this. I'm going to come up with some fun bonus stuff for you on the weekends as well. I'm going to bring in some interviews, bring in some other great uh, Cubs fans who write about the Cubs, who podcast about the Cubs. And we're going to have a lot of fun with this. Some really cool segments as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, go Cubs. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.